What's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the Palmetto State Sports Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, we've got a couple local sponsors to shout out really quick. All of today's sponsors are based out of South Carolina, so be sure to check these guys out. First off, SBH Barbecue. These guys are bringing in competition-style barbecue to Greenville. Located at 5021 Pelham Road, swing by and try out some of the best barbecue in the upstate. I've been there myself, and I'm telling you right now, it's some of the best barbecue you can get in the state of South Carolina. Soccer fans of South Carolina. The Greenville Triumph are taking over the USL League One, and they need your support. Check out GreenvilleTriumph.com for schedule and ticket information. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Rooted. Rooted is a branding and web design company based out of Greenville, South Carolina. From logos to websites, Rooted can provide your small business or startup with everything you need to build your brand. Finally, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. If you're interested in MMA or boxing, it's a perfect blend. It provides you with brutal KOs, brutal punches, the blood, the gore, the stuff that you want to see. So make sure to go to bareknuckle.tv or bareknuckle.com to get tickets to the event. You can watch it on pay-per-view. It's $40. It's a great event. They always put on a wonderful show. David Feldman has something great brewing over at Bare Knuckle. So make sure you check out Bare Knuckle. All right, fellas and ladies, let's get this bad boy rolling. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. You miss your old familiar friends, but waiting just around the bend. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look. What's going on, guys? Welcome into episode three of the Palmetto State Sports Show. Uh, we've got a big episode for you guys today. A lot of stuff happened over the weekend and last Thursday with the Clemson game and the South Carolina games. A lot of stuff happened in recruiting. A lot of stuff happened in sports in general, especially now that college football is back. The Jackson Fields and I are going to be talking to you about it today again. And Jackson's always electric. You know, you may not see him at all the time, but he is. He's an electric person. We're going to recap both games. We're going to talk about our standout performers. We're going to talk about Jake Bentley and Ryan Helensky, the Alec for the rest of the season, and a preview of the upcoming games this weekend. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to let Jackson take this one. Uh, you're going to recap the South Carolina-North Carolina game, the all-important one. So go ahead, Chief. So uh, this goes without saying, but obviously Carolina lost 24-20 uh, to 20 and blew a 20-9 second-half lead. And – Honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't think that this weekend could have gone any worse. Like This is a complete and utter disaster from a game standpoint, from a perception standpoint, from a fan base standpoint. Nothing could have happened that could make this worse. Um, it, was, it was alarming that the same issues that have been prevalent for years and that happened in the bowl game were the same exact problem on Saturday, bad tackling, poor game planning, conservative play calling, bad quarterback play, no end game adjustments, taking your foot off the gas when you have the lead. Um, it all happened again on Saturday and it's, um, it's just, uh, it is alarming that, that that's the same exact thing happening over and over and they had eight months to fix it and nothing changed. I mean, in Jake Bentley's defense, if he actually broke his foot at halftime, then that's a bit – I mean, you can't really throw accurately stepping on whatever foot. It doesn't matter. Back foot, front foot, your throws are going to be a little bit more inaccurate. So if his foot was actually broken, I get it. It probably was – you know, you're, it's going to be way harder to throw the ball. 
Right, but know? there's been some. I think he think he broke his foot on the last play of the game uh, uh, when he took that sack trying to throw a hail mary. Which and I get that, so I make sense. I'm not making excuses for him. I think I was calling for Ryan Holinsky weeks weeks ago because Jake Bentley has been the poster child for three years, and he's been the face of mediocrity for three years, just as the South Carolina program has. And I don't know, as a South Carolina fan, I'd be sick of it if I were a Carolina fan. You have a guy that literally is just pumping in mediocrity every year. So at least you don't know what Holinsky is a mystery right now. You don't know what he has. It can't he be worse than Jake Bentley? I mean, North Carolina was supposed to be like the second, third easiest game on the schedule, and South Carolina loses. Right. So, I, you know, I mean, I think the Holinsky area, like you said, is starting. I think it's great. It, it has to start at some point. Then you, so, may, you know, if he doesn't play well, you got Luke Doty coming in. So it's so, you know, yeah. So here's my thing: if he is worse than Jake, how many, like, how many more wins does Jake have than Ryan? I don't, I don't think it's much different. There's not that many winnable games on the schedule for either of them, in my opinion. So if Ryan's worse than Jake, then at least you're building towards 2020. If you have Jake in there, and obviously he's hurt now, but I think that I think that Helensky should have started against Southern either way. If you have Helensky in now, if he plays bad, at least he's building experience for the future. If you have Jake play badly, he's gone after next year, and then you have a brand-new Helensky next year. That doesn't make much sense. So, obviously, it sucks that Jake broke his foot, and I feel bad for him, and I feel bad for all the hate that he gets after every game because I don't think it's completely his fault, but there needed to be a change at quarterback. It's just not good enough. And whether he ends up you know, losing the starting job and, and – shirts and transfers or just decides to go pro after this year we'll see but i don't i wouldn't be surprised if we've seen the last snap of jake bentley's career in south carolina yeah i don't i don't think anybody would be surprised i mean they said it might be a season-ending injury uh here's the thing with the ryan helinski i think he should play but there's always, there's a classic argument with quarterbacks that you don't want to throw him in too early and too hard of a schedule because it ruins their confidence I'm not a fan of that take because I think if you're a good quarterback, you can probably be a good quarterback at any level. You might just suck and you might just always suck, but there is an excuse behind that that they throw you in a tough competition. So I'm all in for Helensky. If the Charleston Southern game happens this weekend, which it's still on pace to happen, right? Right. I think it will happen. I know the hurricane was, you know, people were talking about it affecting it, but if it happens and, you know, everybody sees what Helensky has, I'm interested to watch the game. I'd love to see Helensky play. Some people think that he was better than DJU, so there are analysts that say Ooh. that. I mean, That's... I don't I would say his tape is not as good, but what do I know? You know, I just said he should be the starter five weeks ago, but yeah, and now you're clearly agreeing with me. Anyway, I agree. Some right. some of Jake's throws that he missed on Saturday were just inexcusable for a for a D one quarterback that I think Helensky would have made. I think if Helensky plays that game, I don't. I'm not going to guarantee a Carolina win, but I definitely think he wouldn't have made the mistakes that Jake made. Okay, well, that's a hot one. <laughs> well, he's. I mean, he's a fourth year starter staring down receivers into triple coverage and throwing interceptions. I mean, high school quarterbacks know that you can't do that. Yeah, I'm sure you've been back there a pretty good bit. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I know I'm with you. I think Jake's always. I mean, you know, when the game when a game's close, Jake Bentley's probably not the guy to have that quarterback. Right. You know, it's like a mental crumble, dude. He just he just crumbles when pressure. And, and the frustrating part is that he has like arm talent. He has. You know, he's like he's like a prototypical quarterback. Like he's got arm talent. He's a big guy. But you're right. When the game's on the line or it's a big game, he. He's only played well once, and it was we still lost. I mean, Carolina still lost by 21 against Clemson. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Helensky era started. We're good. I called it weeks ago. I called Zion to Clemson years ago. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you know, you pick and choose here, Chief. Uh, Clemson game. Let's talk about that. Trevor Lawrence didn't look great. Uh, you know, Wait, you're not worried, are you? Why is a if you're a Clemson fan, why would you be worried about Trevor Lawrence performance? I mean, every first game, everybody's first game is a little dusty, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think if he plays the whole game, he probably plays better. Chase Bryce looked good. Uh, I think the overall Clemson. I mean, Clemson covered the spread at thirty right. set. People like said that Clemson said. played a bad game and they still covered the spread. Yeah, we did and, say they would cover the spread. I said people should go on the under. You clearly, I was on the over. You're on the over. Uh, now, South Carolina game, we were wrong in both aspects. No, I had the under, and uh, it went way under. And I said it was going to go way under. So I was one in three on our picks. Actually, one in four because I bet Oregon money line as well. I, I did that too. That was a rough one. So, not good gambling week overall, but I don't know. I think Travis Etienne kind of – Travis Etienne is probably the best running back in the country. I don't know if there's a huge argument even for that. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'd probably take DeAndre Swift, but I think he's very close second. I think that's a very yeah. If you would take DeAndre Swift, that's very SEC. So I'm all in on that. You that's then surprised me. I don't even know how you could argue DeAndre Swift is second. But I mean, you could at least say Jonathan Taylor or something realistic. He's up there too, but I'd take Etienne over Taylor. I would all day. Wisconsin running backs run behind a great offensive line. They have well, Clemson has a great offensive line as well, though. Hey, but Travis has been doing this since he was a freshman. I know. I mean, Travis uh, is special. I think Travis. I think Travis has a better chance to win the Heisman than Trevor. Uh, after one game, we're doing the no. One I, I mean, I, before I'm not not just on one game. I just think in general. I mean, because we'll his see. his his yards per carry is so ridiculous. What he have twelve carries for two hundred and five yards and three touchdowns. Like his yeah. stats are so like gaudy that I think that could get him invited to New York. And Trevor's yeah. got to compete with all the other quarterbacks. Yeah, I still think Trevor has a pretty good chance. I mean, I Trevor. I can see one. them both being invited to be yeah. finalists. Well, I think I'm looking at it kind of like a Reggie Bush, Matt Liner thing back in the day when they both got invited twice and they kind of traded off years they won. I mean, I think that could certainly happen. They were a dominant powerhouse at the time. Right now, Clemson in as well. I still think Clemson looked good enough against Georgia Tech. I don't think it really mattered. I think the defense looked young, and I think Texas A&M this coming week could score some points, though. You know who was? Oh, we're going to get to breakout performers later, but Isaiah Simmons is a beast. He's an athletic freak. Absolute athletic freak. I mean, he is running running backs down sideline to sideline. I was, I mean, I you don't always just sit there and watch linebackers, but I was. He stood out to me like he was impressive. Yeah, I mean, he's a specimen, man. He's fast. He's quick. He's long. Uh, I made a tweet about him last year being terrible in coverage. In the next three games, he improves his draft stock to a first round pick. So, you know, what do I know? Not much. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge, I'm a huge Isaiah Simmons fan. Now, I. Last year, I don't think he was ready. I think he kind of stepped into the role this year. Dorian O'Daniel was so good the year the year prior. So, but yeah, Isaiah Simmons has stepped to his own. Xavier Thomas looks good at times. He just has a problem with over pursuing. Yeah, you know, I that actually yeah. Um, and his his first sack was just he didn't get blocked at all. Yeah, it just it was just it was so, just a free rush. So when he when he over pursues, it messes the whole play up, and then you have people out of position, and people usually come to. I think a lot of that was with J.D. Clowney as well. J.D. Clowney always over-pursued, and people would run at him because they know he'd over-pursue. So it's the same thing to me with XT a little bit right now we're seeing. Obviously, he could probably be – probably will be an All-American, but 
I mean, right now, I just think he's like still learning the game at a college level, at a faster level, and then he can't bull rush every single play. He's clearly, I mean, he, you can see the talent though. Yeah, he's an athletic talent. I mean, he's fast, he's quick, he's he's a he's a bull rusher right now, but I'm sure he has moves. I thought Dabo's quote about him was was kind of telling though. I think he said like he's an uh he's an all star talent, but he doesn't have an all star work ethic or something like that. Oh, that sounds like a salty, salty person. No, 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 no. I mean, I, Xavier is very, very talented, but there's, I mean, he didn't start on Thursday night, right? No, I think Justin Foster and Logan Rudolph did. I think a lot of people had XT penciled in the start, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'll make it, a difference for Clemson, but he's, like you said, I don't think he's mentally there yet for the college game. Yeah, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. But I guess, you know, I don't know. Moving on to standout performers. If you had to pick one guy from the Carolina game, who do you pick? There's not much. There wasn't much. Um, and no, Zach Pickens didn't play good. No, he he played well. He had six tackles. He didn't have that many snaps. Um, I'd go Ernest Jones, the freshman linebacker. Um, he I think he had about eleven tackles. He was one of the only players on defense that you know I think did their job. And on offense, I'd go the two running backs. Feaster and Dowdle looked really good in the first quarter, first half. And then when we went really conservative and they stacked the box, they didn't have as much uh, success. But uh, beginning of the game, uh, Tavian Feaster and Rico Dowdle both looked really well. Yeah, Tavian Feaster looked great. It was kind of nice to see him, you know, have a big touchdown run. So Yeah, no, he looked special on that play. It was cool to see. The other Clemson transfers did not have as much luck. Uh, Hunter Johnson and Kelly Bryant both lost. But if I had to go stay in that performance on offense, I, I'd probably say Jackson Carmen. Oh, yeah, he was tackle. good. He looked great. I think he's probably going to be better than Mitch Hyatt long term. He'll probably stay three years, be like a top 15 pick. I mean, he's that, he's that talented. And he, he was really, just running dudes over. Yeah. Georgia I, Tech secondary. Like, he was getting to the second level. Yeah, Trevor had so much time. And Trevor just Trevor's so good at so many things. You know, like little things on offense. But Travis, uh, there was a specific play where Travis – followed Jackson Carmen to like had his hand on Jackson Carmen's back until the last second. And that was a 90 yard touchdown run. Yeah. Travis is so good at following his blocks and just kind of staying with his offensive line until he, until he can't anymore. And that's, what's the beauty of it. But defensive wise, I- I'm going Chad Smith for Clemson. He just looked like a stud. I mean, he was, he was plugging holes. He was making tackles in the backfield. He caused a fumble, but Chad Smith looked great. And, you know, he was a top 50 recruit, top 60 recruit coming out of high school. So his expectations were really high, and up to this point, he's just been a special teams guy. So it was nice to see him kind of finally chalk out a role. Yeah, I mean, I, I said earlier, but I think Isaiah Simmons was the most impressive player on Clemson's defense and probably the best player on Clemson's defense this year. Yeah, I would. I don't think anybody would argue with you there. Absolutely not. So, um, Well, Clemson's got a big game on Saturday. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Texas A&M. I mean, spread opened at 19. It's moved down to, I believe, 17. I think it's 17 and a half. 17 and a half. I don't think Clemson cut. I don't don't think. Well, here's the thing. Clemson, old Clemson days, they probably go out, beat, kill Georgia Tech, play a really close game with A&M. But I don't know. I think Clemson might cover. I think Clemson might actually win by like 24 or 30. It's at home. It, you know, Trevor Lawrence was hearing about how he had a bad game last week. I think he's going to come out and probably throw three or four or five touchdown passes, have a huge game, and put himself right back in the Heisman conversation. See, I tend to agree with you. I 
it feels like everybody is taking A and M plus the points and like keep it close. And I, I don't see it. I think Clemson's going to win by twenty seven. Oh. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I think A and M's good, and I. But I don't think they're they're there yet from a talent standpoint. I think Jimbo Fisher is a really good coach, and some that you know he's played Clemson a bunch of years while he was at FSU, so he's good at playing them. But he he was they were equal in talent when he was at FSU. They're not equal in talent right now. And no, so I think I think A and M's on on an upward trajectory as a program, and I think that they're uh, probably a top you know twenty team, but I don't think it's going to be close. Um, Clemson at home. So I think they're going to score some points. I think Clemson's defense looked absolutely vulnerable at times. They didn't really get a great push against the Georgia Tech offensive line. Uh, so I think they're going to get a little bit of a push, and I actually think they'll score some points. I still think Clemson just has one of those games where they score more than they scored against Georgia Tech. No, not much of a hang-up game. You know, just kind of a big game. So The over is 64-and-a-half right now. I, I think it's going to go way over. I think it's going to go way over. I would hammer Clemson. Uh, I'm saying this two weeks in a row, so over and cover. But for now, I'm sticking with the cover. So I'm going to go – what's your prediction? I think I'm going to go I'm gonna go Clemson, Clemson 49, A&M 24. Uh, I'm going to say Clemson 56, A&M, A&M 17. A&M 30 – well, no, A&M 17. I almost went to 31, but plus 17. That's a big difference. Yeah, I'll go 56-24. I feel more com- – I think they're going to score. But I think Clemson series is going to have one of those games where everybody's like, oh, my, that's who we thought they were. You know, like Georgia Tech, they didn't look good. Like, now they're stepping up to the plate, playing a top 12 team in the country. It's it's time, you know. Dabo, Dabo's a big game coach. I mean, when, when he has big – he wins big games. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I feel I feel like this is a big game. Their record against top twenty-five teams the last three or four years is ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, and that off that uh, Texas A&M offensive lineman guaranteed a win. Like, okay, you know, I don't. You're lighting don't, a, you're lighting a fire that shouldn't be there. But I don't I don't know what they expect him to say. Do they want him to say no? I think we're gonna lose. Like, I mean, what do you you want him to say that? I mean, nope. I, I, I'd rather him have the confidence. Stand a really good chance, and then guaranteeing a win's a little different. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I don't. I think it, the people who are just taking it completely out of context, I feel like. I mean, he's got to have a little self confidence. <laughs> want to go out there and be like, "No, we're gonna get killed." They're not really taking out of context. I mean, the interview he literally guarantees a win. Like that's yeah, but I don't. I don't think that's like. I don't think that's a slight to Clemson. Is what I'm saying. Okay. I think he's just has confidence in himself and his team. Well, I'm glad that you think that. Maybe you should tweet him that. And say, hey, man, I think your comment was really nice and not in bad taste. I actually think you're a really good football player. I'll do that right after we stop recording. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe you should go do that. Let the world know, Chief. Um, Moving on to the South Carolina game. I I, I didn't see a spread in the South Carolina game. Oh, I will check for you. Give me a spread. If the game happens. I mean, so many people have keep keep saying the game. Well, Charleston Southern is already in Columbia. Minus 40. No way. I'll check. There's no way that we Carolina would be favored by 40. 40 and a half. Oh, my gosh. I'm t- I might go Charleston Southern Moneyline. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm probably going to take Charleston Southern plus 40. I don't think that Carolina is going to blow them out I think by that, that much. I think Carolina I think Carolina's going by like 21 or 24. Well, that means Vegas has to be pretty high on Ryan Helensky, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think that's, 
I think the Carolina game this weekend is a must watch solely because of Ryan Holinsky. Yeah, like, I am very I'm very intrigued to see how he plays, how much of the playbook they let him have, they let him sling it around, or do they, you know, go back to the conservative and try to establish the run and then give him a play action on third and eight. I think that's a terrible idea. I think they've got to open up the playbook and see what they got before the Alabama game. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be emotionally invested in that game because I, I want Ryan Holinsky to be good so bad. You've like, been really, on the start Ryan Holinsky train since he committed, I feel like, since like February. Uh, so a guy that follows recruiting extremely closely. No, I'm, I'm saying you, you've been on it. Yeah, because I think he's much better than Jake Bentley, which most South Carolina fans argued because they love Jake the Snake. But I uh, hate to say I was never really on the Jake the Snake train. Thank you, Liam. Liam was on the Jake the Snake train. No, I just I think uh, I think Jake's performance last week, whether he he is hurt, but if he had not gotten hurt, I think that the coaching staff needed to make the change either way because um, with the schedule, I don't see them winning more than obviously probably more than five or six games now, and I think that developing Holinsky for the future is a lot more important than you know letting Jake get a few career records. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you're throwing him into the fire, but does it really matter? Yeah, like if he's good, he's gonna be good. If he's bad, he's gonna be bad. I don't Let's really the kid develop. And I think honestly, that starting him, you know, against Charleston Southern, then he obviously he plays Alabama the next week. But I think that could be good for him, development wise. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's a, the kid's a stud. He's a big boy too. Like Jake Bentley's like what six one, six foot. I think he's six one or six two. Okay, well, Brian Linsky's like six three, six four. Like yeah, two, he's like, a big I'm, dude. I'm just a. That inch and a half has really, you know, the scouts are going to be sl- slobbering over that, dude. So, we really just need to figure out his hand size to see if he can play in the NFL or not. Yeah, or does, does, what does he look like in shorts? What are his combine numbers? Yeah, go ahead and give me some combine numbers. Let me know how good this guy is. Don't care about his on-the-field talent. Let me know his combine numbers. Man, that is, I, I, like you said, must-watch, I think, for South Carolina. I might stay home and watch the UFC fights and the Clemson and Carolina game back to back. So probably have times, a Clemson, Clemson at three thirty. Clemson at three thirty. So Carolina I'm gonna have at noon. Three three TV set up in my house. You know wow. what I'm saying? That's Gambling all right day. There. Eating eating wings. All right, so we're taking we're taking Charleston Southern plus the points. No, I'm we're taking, taking South Car- I'm taking South Carolina and the over. So I, I might take the I don't think that South Carolina wins by forty. I think Clemson's going to cover, and I'm going to take the over in the Clemson game as well. So, all right, Clemson cover and the over. Done. South Carolina over and cover as well. I'm taking Charleston Southern to cover the cover the spread. There's no, dude, Ryan Holinsky, I'll put it, but his numbers. He has over 300 passing yards, over 50 rushing yards, and over three total touchdowns. There's no way he has over 50 rushing yards. But here's the thing. I would tend to agree with you, but I don't think no, they're going to let – Rewind that. He has no way he's over 50 rushing yards. He's not. He's not a runner. That you know of. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. I think you might be right. Like, he could throw for over 300 yards, but I don't think they're going to open up the playbook for him. It's Charles I, Southern. I know, but I still think he might have, like, 18 or 19 passing attempts. I guess we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I hope they let, him, they let him throw it 35 times. Yeah, me too. I just want to see him play. I'm I'm emotionally invested in that game now. So, uh, and that, by the way, on next week's episode, we're probably gonna have a guest. We're not gonna announce who it is yet. We're finally gonna do our first interview with somebody. We've been just me and Jackson, Liam. You know, we've been hanging out in our group chat and talking on Skype for three months now. So, 
It's about time we get another man in the mix or woman. Yeah, it is 2019, Graham. Yeah, I know. And there's, you know, so, but I think that's all we have for today. Jackson, am I missing anything? No, I think we're good. Yeah, we're going to be back with a weird tweet or insane tweet of the week next week. But Twitter was so calm this past week that there was just no insane. <laughs> you know, Twitter and that calmness. Yeah, Twitter and calm. So thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you go like and subscribe in the iTunes podcast store. And then make sure you like and subscribe on Spotify. And uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at JacksonFields15. Graham, you are at John Rumbos. There you go. So shoot us a follow. Follow the Palmetto Pod. Support. Buy our t-shirts that haven't been made and will never exist. Thank you for tuning in. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moonshine? Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Guess I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. Karen, she's a silver sun. You best walk her away and watch it shining. Watch her walk.